And away we go. Good evening, everybody. It is the... Ah, the 6th of January 2021. Hey, um, <clears throat> any, anything happened today that we should be, that we should be chatting about? Anything, anything going on? Um, haven't really checked the news much today, but, um, I suppose if anything did happen, uh, that, that would be of import, that would be worth chatting about, I suppose. Uh, it's theoretically possible that you could let me know in the chat. And we could kind of, kind of go from there. Anything? Uh, I'll just, I will check the chat. Good evening, everyone. And uh, let's find out. Anything? Anything? <laughs> oh my gosh! What a day! What? No, nothing. No, it's pretty, pretty quiet. Slow news day, right? Pretty quiet. Nothing. Nothing going on. Hey, man of mystery. Ah, Landry and Steph, one and among us. That's the most eventful moment of today. <laughs> oh, dear. DC is nuts. Isn't this supposed to be right? Slow news day, yeah. I, I'm scrolling through thinking, gosh, you know, is there anything anything we could chat about? Well, the answer is, of course, there is a lot we can chat about, but I'm not really, <laughs> really going to talk about it much. I've got three teeny tiny points, and then we will... Um, We'll move on to our regularly scheduled live stream, and uh, we shall uh, we shall go from there. Just wait for people to drop by and say hi. Merry Christmas, General Jeff. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I hope you guys had a nice break and uh, are back enjoying the. Good day, Steph. Is this the result of normalizing violence all year? Hmm. It's been going on for a lot longer than a year, my friend. Please talk about the current situation. Uh, something about raisins? Is that right? Love you, Steph, says Dante. Appreciate that. Thank you. We will see. Did anything happen today? Just woke up. Uh, no, not much. <laughs> not much. A little bit, little bit here and there. Oh, and Benjamin calls you a coward. Well, let me, let me, let me tell you. I will give you a long speech on how much I care about Owen Benjamin's opinion of me. And that's it. Uh, I've been working all day. Haven't checked the news. It's been blown out of proportion. Not many people were there. Reading Dostoevsky now. Are you a fan? I am a fan. I'm a huge fan. In fact, um, believe it or not, I muchly adapted but told the story of crime and punishment to my daughter as a bedtime story for quite some time. Tell us your views on today. Uh, it was kind of chilly. Uh, it was kind of chilly out today. Um, I guess a, a mild... Uh, Slow front of acrid burning smoke and rebellious rage. I got to get your philosophical take on this mess, Steph. Thank you, Landry. I appreciate you just donated one diamond, and that's one more for the soles of my shoes. I appreciate that. Merry Orthodox Christmas. Rand or Dostoevsky, if you had to choose one. For psychology, you really can't beat Dostoevsky, but for philosophy, you really can't beat Rand, so... I just thought to myself, I wonder what Steph's take on today's events are. Five seconds later, he goes live. Lumberjack advice. Um, 
No, I don't really have anything. They said bombs exploded in capital? No, so there was a... Uh, I think an incendiary device found at the uh, RNC and the DNC was evacuated. How long before Pelosi's podium is on eBay? I don't know. Well, didn't they take a bunch of hard drives too? It's going to be interesting to see if they ended up being encrypted. Yeah, it just happened today. Can't wait to hear your hot takes. Hey, if you want to hear my hot takes, I'm taking my shirt off like sticks. Ask guy or tits? <laughs> Ask comma guy or... I feel like there's a <laughs> a man meat sandwich in the middle. Good evening, everyone from the Netherlands. Yes, I have a, I have a couple of thoughts about today. I have a couple of thoughts about today. What is the response to indifference or I don't care, what are you going to do as a reply to UPB? Uh, get get the sociopath out of your life if they don't care anything about ethics or virtue or truth or anything like that. Well, of course, the mainstream media is going to call them riots, not protests. <laughs> of course, of course. Of course they are. Yeah, of course they are. Banana Republic? Ah, it's a bit of an insult to bananas. Hey, Stefan, I sent you a drunk email yesterday. Please ignore it. Okay, guaranteed, I will. Is there still time to buy Bitcoin? Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. So when a company goes public, just as an analogy, right? I'm not telling anybody to buy or not buy. I'm just telling you my sort of thoughts about it. So when a company goes public, there's a small number of shares, and each one of those shares isn't worth very much. And then the shares split. Uh, when the shares get to be too expensive for people to buy one share, then the shares split so people can afford. And you understand you don't have to buy a Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can buy bits of a Bitcoin. It goes all the way down the slicey-dicey to the atomic level of the Satoshi. So it's like saying, is it too late to buy 10,000 shares of IBM or Microsoft or Apple or whatever? It's like, well, you don't, you don't have, to buy, have to buy a whole Bitcoin. So <sighs> let's see. Zero stores looted. Yeah. You have $2,000 worth of Bitcoin. Trump's Twitter account has been suspended for 12 hours. Is that right? Can I get a fact check on that? Or is there people in there praying, <laughs> play, plying us with misinformation? Yeah, so Twitter did limit Trump's call for dispersing peacefully, but that's because Trump was talking about the election fraud that he perceives, right? Isn't Bitcoin, isn't Bitcoin the new world order currency? Uh, no, <laughs> it's really, really not. It's really, really not. Oh, the question was, will I still make money if I buy it now, not is it possible to buy? Well, I can't answer the question of whether or not you're going to make money if you buy Bitcoin, and I don't recommend buying or not buying Bitcoin. I will tell you that in my mind, Bitcoins are going to be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that's always been my perspective, that Bitcoin is going to end up in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So Trump's tweets are were indeed removed. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. I am sickened by the 16-year-old shot cold-blooded in the Capitol building. That's Capitol, not Capital. Um, was that the age of the the girl who was who was shot uh, in, in the neck? She's she's dead, right? Is she dead? So, yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, I assume she was unarmed, right? This is terrible. Can you imagine if uh, an unarmed female 
protester uh, in, in a Black Lives Matter protest if she had been shot? Uh, an unarmed female girl, a black girl. She's dead, right? Why did she have to be shot? Why, why, why did she have to be shot? What was the? What was, she was unarmed, right? What, what was? She, what was the need? What was? Uh, what was happening? This little girl, right? I think she had a phone in her hand. So, yeah. So, for those who don't know, there was a protest today. I, I, listen, I I don't know all of the causes, and I'll just go over it really briefly for those from the uh, who were coming in. <clears throat> so. Uh, there was a, a, a protests, a gatherings of MAGA people outside the Capitol today because today was the day that a Congress voted to certify the Electoral College votes from the states. And there was, of course, this belief, I think it was a false belief, but there was this belief or this hope that Mike Pence was going to reject the states as a courage and then votes and then there'd have to be some sort of re-election or something like that. And then he came out with a statement saying that he was not going to reject this, and people um, went a little, a little, a little crazy, right? They they stormed the Capitol. They broke two windows. Uh, one girl got shot and, and killed, and you can see the various pictures of people in in the Capitol. And uh, this, is, of course, uh, enormously illegal, and and so on, right? So. Uh, let's see here. Pence is an establishment guy. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so I will just talk about it's it's awful, uh, awful what happened today, and um, it's terrible that the girl was there. It's terrible that she was shot and died. So no, see, I'm not I'm not talking politics. I'm talking root causes. The the politics of all of this. Listen. There's a reason I went off politics six months ago, because this next step of street violence was so predictable. Uh, it was enormously... Like, I wrote this whole novel. Man, you guys should check out this novel. I mean, it's a great, great, magnificent piece of literature. Honestly, it really is. I, I know that sounds like self-praise, uh, but I'm really praising the book. Uh, I wrote it about 20 years ago, and it's about the rise of political violence in Europe between World War One and World War Two. And it follows a British family and a German family and how their lives intertwine in World War One through the 20s, through the 30s, into World War Two, And it takes place all over Europe, in Germany, Austria, Czechoslovakia, France, England. And it really traces the courses and the rise of political violence. So I spent a year researching and writing this book. It's a big, long meaty, deep, and powerful book. It's called Almost. You can get it for free, the audiobook reading for free. And remember, I'm a, I'm a trained actor, so I kind of know what I'm doing around an audiobook. And you can get it at freedomain.com forward slash almost. Freedomain.com forward slash almost. You can go and uh, put it in a feed, and, and you can download the, the, um, the chapters uh, automatically and uh, listen to them. And uh, uh, please do it. I mean, it's, it's a free book. And uh, I'm incredibly happy. I've been re-listening because I reread it. But it, when you're rereading it, you're kind of in the story. Now I'm listening back to it. And it's like, it really is magnificent. It's a magnificent piece of literature straight up. And it's free. And you should listen to it because it's important to understand the world that we live in. And this is, it's all been done before, as that old Bare Naked Lady song goes. So 
Steph, there is video evidence that the police let Antifa members unloading from buses into the secured perimeter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Will you take the corona vaccine? Um, I personally would like a little more data. Uh, Twitter safety confirmed they suspended Trump's account and it's subject to termination if he continues to tweet about voter fraud. You're my favorite, Steph. Do what you want with your work. Thank you very much. They shot that girl to make an example. No, don't do that. Don't don't go into mind reading. Don't go into uh, imagining why things are happening. Um, how can a stateless society exist in a world of aggressive military complexes? So, a stateless society can't really be invaded because there's... Why does one country invade another country? To take over the tax system. But there is no tax system, and so there's no profit in doing all of that. Twitter has suspended the President of the United States, locking him out of his account. Sidney Powell reporting. And again, I can't confirm this or anything like that. How do you deal with your daughter's friends potentially offering her drugs? (laughs) Oh my God, she's not going to have any friends like that. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, what do you think will happen in Latin America? Well, it's going to revert to to where it started, right? The Vancouver hockey riots were more violent. Invasions can be for territory expansion. Well, um, there's an old story, somewhat apocryphal, I'm sure, about the leader of Japan, what was his name, Hirohito, in the Second World War, saying, well, we can't invade America because there would be a gun behind every blade of grass. So countries get invaded for two main reasons. One is that the government of that country has made weapon ownership illegal and therefore the other country can invade knowing that the citizens aren't armed and also to take over an existing tax structure. This would not be the case in a free, right? It is confirmed on Twitter's safety's account they did. Trump should have joined Parler a long time ago. Don't know. Don't know. How do you choose good friends? Um, well, I've gone over that a million times. You use the against me argument, right? Which is, do you support the use of violence against me? And if people say no, okay, then then you can be friends with them. So, uh, okay, so, you know, what's what's going on? Look, I don't, <clears throat> I don't particularly like this <clears throat> storming of the Capitol, of course, right? I mean, it's, it's blatantly illegal. It's going to provoke a massive backlash. And everybody knows how it's going to be spun. So the question is, what is going on? And this is also the answer to the question, why am I not covering politics and haven't been for six months or talking about politics for six months? Because conservatives, which, of course, they were the ones, I assume as a whole, maybe there were some plants. You know, one of the things that always happens when MAGA people gather together is you get left-wing extremists also gathering together with them. And this did not appear to be the case today in Washington. So, as the saying goes, that's the dog that didn't bark, right? And that's that's sort of indicative of something. And, you know, people are doing these comparisons of, oh, there's this person's face. It looks a little bit like this person's face who was in Antifa. Anyway, I will leave others to do that. It's not really the job of a philosopher. The job of a philosopher is to try and figure out some root causes and what's going on. So... I've always said that the alternative to free speech is violence. I mean, that, that's it's an old quote from um, JFK, where he said, those who make 
peaceful revolution impossible, make violent revolution inevitable. So when the conversation is over, but decisions still need to be made, then they will be made through threats. Through Like you go from an amicable breakup to lawyers with the power of the state, and, and then it just becomes a matter of coercion and so on. So why are people frustrated and angry? Well, because they've been attacked, they've been slandered, been lied about, they've had their incomes destroyed, they've been deplatformed, they've been uh, silenced, and that's not good. I mean, the inevitable result of crushing an entire group's access to free speech in, in, as a whole is that those people will get increasingly frustrated and angry, and I've been making this case for years that the only alternative to free speech in the political arena is escalating violence, and that's a very bad thing. So that's one aspect. The other aspect is that there is a majority of Republicans and I think 35 or so percent of Democrats who believe that the 2020 election, November 3rd, between Biden and Trump was not fair. Was not fair. Now, whether it was or it wasn't, I'm not going to put forward the argument. I've seen data on both sides. The courts have rejected stuff, although to my knowledge, the courts have not allowed a cross-examination of expert witnesses and data and charts by an impartial jury of your peers. They simply seem to have repeated there's no standing and blah, blah, blah. There's no injury. uh, You can't do it. uh, And so on. So the courts, when, when people have a massive loss of trust in a very central social institution, political institution, and really there's not much more central to the success of a republic or a democracy than a belief in the legitimacy of the election. Because otherwise, people are going to view the new administration as an occupying force that's there unjustly and and so on, right? And we know that elections have been stolen in the past in America. I mean, JFK versus Nixon was, was pretty clear and has been proved pretty much beyond the shadow of a doubt at this point. So it's not impossible. It's happened before. It happens all over the world. And so... When people weren't allowed to talk about it, in other words, um, when you weren't allowed to say, I think there's been fraud in the election and and provide evidence, as people got shut down, lost accounts, lost uh, access, uh, had posts suppressed or deleted, well, then, okay, so you can't talk about it. Then what do you do? Well, you go to the courts. Now, in my view, particularly the Supreme Court with the Texas case, the courts had an obligation to hear these cases, even if, even if, all of the justices believed that the, the, the case was not winnable, was, was fraudulent, was, was foolish, was badly sourced, they had an obligation because what is the alternative? When people are suspicious of a process, you open up the process. Of course, right? When people are suspicious, and I would say at least half of America doesn't believe that the election was fair, that they believe there was significant fraud, enough fraud to alter the outcome. So that's, you, that's a reality you have to deal with. It's just a reality you have to deal with. Like, if your wife is really, really suspicious that you're cheating on her and you lock down all of your emails and you, you, you password protect everything and you put a thumbprint on your phone and you simply don't allow her to open any bills and see any billing and you, you hide everything that you're doing and you refuse to... Um, call her from places and I mean come on if your wife is suspicious like let's say you're not having an affair if your wife is suspicious that you are having an affair you say here's my phone here's my email go for it look 
enjoy, dig deep, I'll answer any questions that you want, I'll call you whenever you want, you can put a tracker on my phone, it's fine. I'm not having an affair. And, and that's what you're supposed to do. That, that's what you're supposed to do. And if you have a government that says, oh, there's no fraud, then that comes across to some people very similar to the police saying, oh, there was no injustice in this shooting of an unarmed black man or something like that. And you kind of, you know, need a little bit more than that to satisfy people's sense of, of injustice. So the courts should have taken the case, but they didn't. Because if the courts had taken the case and broadcast it O.J. Simpson style, I remember back in the day, O.J. Simpson was like 24-7 for some people, right? And I broadcasted it all the time. My mother was glued to that TV for, for months, right? So the court should have taken it. They should have had a jury of peers. They should have expedited the process. They should have had all of the um, lawyers come in, present their best evidence, blah, 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 right? And then that way people could have seen it. And if it was all nonsense and there were good explanations for everything, which a lot of people believe, and the election was fair, then it would at least have satisfied, I mean, there's some people you won't be able to convince no matter what the facts are, but it would have satisfied a lot of people, but they didn't do that. So we got deplatforming, massive restrictions on people's, not their free speech rights, because First Amendment, but their practical capacity to exercise free speech in the public square. Court's not taking any of the cases. And also, and this is really tragic, this goes back years for me, five, six, seven years for me, um, p- people have seen violence being excused and working kind of well for at least the last year. But, and for me, again, I mean, violence shuts down my speeches when I want to go and give speeches and so on. So, you know, it works pretty well. I mean, and violence does work. That's why people use it. It does work. <laughs> That's why Christians get attacked, because it doesn't take a lot of moral courage to attack a religion that commands its followers to love their enemies. Other groups, a little more risky. But uh, all, all the brave souls attack Christians, right? So people have said, okay, well, we've been gathering evidence. We've been doing things legally. We've been trying to make a case. We've been doing this, that, and the other. And the real appeasement is coming from rioters, uh, you know, BLM, Antifa, other groups, and so on, that those people are kind of no justice, no peace. The violence is working. So when a peaceful, reasonable, free speech, legal approach is not working, but you've had at least a year and sometimes more evidence that violence does work. It's really tragic, but it is uh, unfortunate, and, and people are going to accept that lesson. And, and the last thing I'll say, so if you are amorally wed to a cause, whatever that cause is, and amorally means you don't care how you achieve it, so if there's violence that you like, then you will suggest the way to deal with that violence is to find the root cause and deal with the root cause, figure out what people want, provide it to them, and that way the violence will end. I think the mayor of, was it Portland or Seattle, has been trying to do that with Antifa for a while. So that's, you know, why is this particular group of people angry? Oh, well, uh, they have bad schools, they live in poor neighborhoods, uh, they, you know, they're not respected in society, they're put down, they, they believe that they're being hunted by the police, whoever, right? You say, okay, well, let's try and address these root causes, we're not just going to grab everyone and throw them in jail. We're going to try and address, or at least examine the root causes. Now, that's what happens if there's violence in service of an amoral cause that you like. If there's violence in service of an aim, of a cause you don't like, well, then people are just criminals and terrorists and need to be thrown in jail. And that 
is also this kind of hypocrisy is really, you know, shredding the unity of not just America, but Western society as a whole. People really, really don't like hypocrisy. So that, I think, is a, a real shame. Uh, it's a real shame. And it's interesting to me, of course, how quickly the left uh, seems to find value in policemen again. Uh, there didn't seem to be a lot of suggestions to send social workers to uh, the capital today. So that's my particular thoughts. Let us do this, my friends. Let us do this. You guys want some lemons? Oh, yeah. You want it. Tell daddy you want it. <laughs> do I, I don't know. I just click a number. Distribute rewards. Get ready. Get ready. All right. So um, I'm going to go back and uh, just check uh, uh, check all of this stuff. Uh, check your comments. What is Steven on DLive? <laughs> well, it's kind of what you're looking at right now, baby. And nice to see some more uh, listeners tonight. We'll come back. We'll come back. Uh, honestly, a pure democracy would be better than this liberal tyranny who voted for abortion, the courts. Well, I mean, that's like birthright citizenship, right? I mean, it was a, a footnote in some ruling. It was never actually discussed or debated, right? Anyone who eventually shares anti-CCP opinions eventually gets banned. Uh, well... I certainly did put out a video um, a little over a year ago, very critical of communism in China, not China as a whole, of course, communism in China. John Roberts had a temper tantrum and refused to hear the evidence. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't, you know, haven't heard any proof of that, but I've heard that too. Did you write your third book on anarchy? No. Nice to see you on DLive, Steph. Thank you. Nice to see you back. How much responsibility do you give to late teens, 17, 18, 19, who are coming out of an abusive household, adapting to adulthood? Any slack? Yes, I would give them slack. All right, what else do we have? OJ cut their heads off and got away. Uh, that's my personal opinion. Uh, yeah, look, look, objectively, statistically, numerically, the BLM hard left riots uh, over the summer were, you know, billions of dollars of damage, dozens of people killed, much, much worse. But everybody knows there's no such thing as a level playing field because that's the violence the media likes, whereas this uh, aggression, this violence is not what the media likes. So, Joe Biden got more votes than any president in the history of the planet. Do you believe that? You know, here's the thing, and, and this is just a basic philosophical annoying thing, right? Which is, don't, don't come to me and talk to me about belief. It's annoying. I'm sorry, I'm not mad at you at all. I'm just, it's, don't come to me and say, but do you believe this? As a philosopher, I have to ground my beliefs on reason and evidence. So if you want to provide me specific evidence, then I can kind of chew through that. But if you say, well, this seems outlandish, do you believe it? Um, that's not how a rational human being can base his or her belief system. You have to examine the evidence. And with the election, of course, a lot of the evidence has simply been destroyed. It's been shredded, it's been thrown out, it's been tossed, it's been vaporized, it's missing, thumb drives are gone, ballots are gone, mail-ins gone. <laughs> so... Let's see here. Look who's live. That's right. These next four years are going to get insane. Um, well, 
How do you know it's a bad thing that Biden's in? How do you know that it's a bad thing that the Democrats control the Senate, the House, and the presidency? How do you know? See, people are going to get the socialism that they want. People who won't learn through language have to learn through experience. People who won't learn through reason and evidence, they have to learn through bitter experience. Sometimes a drug addict, and quite often a drug addict, has to hit bottom in order to change his ways. So I ask you again, how do you know, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that the Dems getting control of the House, the Senate, and the presidency is a bad thing? Because people are going to get exactly what they voted for. The agenda of the Kamala Harris, sorry, of the, um, uh, the Kamala and Joe Biden administration. Their agenda is pretty open. It's pretty clear. They're not, you know, you type in at antifa.com, it took you to Joe Biden's <laughs> website. You know, they're, they're pretty clear on what it is that they want to do. And there's a price to be paid for denying access to information to yourself. I mean, there's, there's, is, there's a price to be paid for denying access to information for yourself. So if you only follow, like if you're on the left and you only follow people on the left, or if you're a centrist and you only follow people in the center, or, or if you're on the right and you only follow people on the right or only read people on the right, you're going to miss a lot of information. So people who voted having no idea about, say, Hunter Biden's laptop and all of the unholy stuff that was purported to be on there, which a lot of people said would have changed their vote for Biden. Okay, well, then you, you chose to listen to an echo chamber. You chose to live in a bubble. And, you know, guess what? Only hearing one side of the story has you bigoted and biased by definition, and there is a price to be paid for avoiding information. I will read and listen to leftists. I will read and listen to communists and socialists, as well as people on the right, as well as voluntarists, anarchists, to both the left anarchists and the right anarchists. I kind of want to get the 360 view. It's what they call a, well, a well-rounded person. So if people are out there and they voted without getting access to information because they specifically were told, oh, these people are bad, you can't listen to them. Okay, well, so you chose not to listen to people who had important information, and you're going to get what you vote for. And then when you get what you vote for, maybe you won't like it. <laughs> I think that's the case with Coulter and Trump. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna get the socialism they voted for. I mean, these are, not, um, these are not camouflaged ideologues. They're not pretending to be, they're openly talking about the socialist reimagining of America, right? So people are going to get what they voted for. Now, I'm sure that you, like me, have tried to talk to people rationally, empirically. I've done it for 40 freaking years. For 40 freaking years, I've been telling people that the stuff is really dangerous. And some people have listened. You, you guys, I hope, have listened. And a lot of people have not listened and have called me crazy or a bad guy or uncaring. You don't care about the poor. You don't care about the sick. You don't care about the old. You're selfish. You're materialistic. You're greedy. You're capitalist uh, apologist. You're blah, 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 right? You can control what you say 
you cannot control what people listen to. So they have called me wrong and bad, and they've called you wrong and bad, I'm sure, even if you've just talked about this stuff in your personal life. And now people are going to find out if we're wrong and bad, or they're wrong and bad. They're going to find out, and they're going to find out pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Now, maybe they think that uh, succumbing to hatred of truth-tellers was a really good idea. It was just a great idea. You should really let yourself be programmed into hating people who are sticking their necks out to bring you a dangerous and difficult but essential and surviving truth. And people who get talked into mass hatred are going to find out that it's not a good idea to do that. It's not a good idea to surrender your conscience to sophists and be trained like a seal on the trail of a vampire's blood who the hell to hate. Once you're trained to hate people, particularly the people who are trying to save your ass, then people will say, oh, okay, well, I guess I shouldn't listen to sophists. I guess I should have listened to reasonable people and they're going to get what they voted for. I can't possibly stand between people and the consequences of their bad decisions. <laughs> I can't, you can't. It's like saying, oh, well, okay, you were a smoker for 30 years, but you know what? You can have my lungs. <laughs> I guess you can give them your lungs, but then you'll be dead. And of course, no doctor will transplant lungs from you to someone else. So you can't, you know, if, if somebody eats cheesecake every night, you can't take their diabetes. You say, oh, man, you shouldn't eat that much sugar. You shouldn't eat that's bad for you. It's going to give you liver damage. It's going to give you make your teeth rot. It's going to be heart disease. It's going to give you diabetes. And if they don't listen, it's not like you want them. The whole point you're telling them is you don't want them to get diabetes. But you can't stand between people and the consequences of their blindness, of their self-willed, voluntarily chosen, complete out of freaking blindness. You, 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 I mean, you can if you, you can pretend you can have a salvation savior complex and you can imagine that somehow they can eat the cheesecake, but only I will get the diabetes or I'll get diabetes with them in sympathy for their cheese. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't save people from the consequences of their own bad decisions. It's a foundationally liberating perspective to have in this world. You, can, you want to have a good conscience. Like if you know the truth, you want to have a really good conscience and you want to have put maximum effort out there in the world telling people what's toxic for them, what's bad for them, what's dangerous for them. Don't be trained into hating people, entire groups. You know, and to be a conservative has significant genetic components. You understand? It's not just, you know, just sort of pick and choose. They've done twin studies. About two-thirds of your perspective on immigration has genetic roots. So if you get trained into hating an entire genetic group, when has that ever gone well (laughs) in human history? Being trained to hate in general is a bad thing, but you're being trained to hate an entire genetic group called conservatives. Now, it's not only genetics, but there's a significant genetic component to it. And I've done the bombinthebrain.com. You can find out more. I've done entire study, reviewed entire deep studies on this and interviewed people who ran those studies. R versus K as well. R slash K. You can do a search for that. Freedomain.com forward slash connect. So 
why is it if people want the policies that Harris and Biden are going to bring them and you've made the case and they still want them go for it go for it grab it with gusto hey maybe reason and evidence have led me completely astray and maybe it will be as wonderful as you think and maybe capitalism is as evil as as you think and I'm completely and totally wrong it's not something I believe for a moment but let's say okay I made my case 700 million views and downloads, 10 million books read. I made the case. (laughs) I made the case about as well as anybody in history has ever made the case for property rights, for the non-aggression principle, and so on. And if people don't want to listen and, and they want to vote for this stuff, but it's kind of on them, and to some degree it's on you. And, and here's where, what well, we got? New people joining. Hi, welcome, thanks for coming by tonight. But here's where I'm going to annoy the living crap out of you. And I, I hope that you will take it in the spirit in which it's intended, which is to empower you, and to give you a sense, to get you out of your helplessness. Because, you know, people look at these big political structures, these big political movements, and they feel helpless. Of course, I totally understand that. Because, you, you know, you can't go in and, and change the outcome of election and so on, right? So how do you avoid feeling helpless? What does it mean? What does it mean to believe in something for real? Not in an abstract way, not in an I prefer, but to take it really seriously, what you believe, right? So let's say that you believe that the mainstream media is full of toxic propaganda that teaches people to hate each other. Let's, let's say you believe that, right? You could make a case. <laughs> let's say, well, let's say you believe that the mainstream media is full of toxic propaganda that teaches us to hate each other. Because divide and conquer, right? So if you genuinely believe that, then what do you do with people you know in your life who ardently and avidly consume this dangerous propaganda? What do you do? Do you just kind of shrug and say, well, it's a shame that they believe this stuff? Well, then you don't really believe that it's dangerous. I mean, look, if, if you had a child who was about to eat or drink something toxic, you would dive in front and you would take it out of their hands, right? You know, if, if your wife was, if you, let's say that there was some curdled milk, you put it back in the fridge because it's kind of gross to sit in the garbage for a couple of days and you to come and your wife is about to take a big swig of that curdled milk, what would you do? Ah, stop! Because if you didn't, and you're like, well, I didn't, I didn't want to upset you. I didn't want to alarm you. I didn't want to startle you. Well, you know, when she's in the hospital getting her stomach pumped or she's throwing up for the fourth time in 10 minutes because she drank curdled milk, she's going to be kind of mad at you, right? So you would, I assume, I hope, do, you know, you would take reasonable but firm steps to prevent something like that from happening in your family, in your life, in your environment. You would, right? Please tell me you would. <laughs> Please tell me you would. You know, one of the uh, one of the Gibbs, the brother Gibbs from the BGS, the youngest Gibb. I can never remember their names, but the youngest Gibb was a cocaine addict and was achieving some significant success. Uh, they all had these rather 
fairy like falsetto voices and four boys, good singers, good musicians, all from the same family, decent looking guys. And the elder, one of his older brothers, you know, the guy had crazy money by the time he was in his 20s or whatever, right? And he had a Porsche out front, a big house, and, and his brother said, look, if you keep doing these drugs, everything is going to go away. All of this is going to go away. The Porsche is going to be gone. The house is going to be gone. Korea is going to be gone. The records are going to be gone. Your contract's going to be gone. It's all going to be gone. It turns out he was more right than he knew because uh, it was all gone because the guy died, right? He had uh, died, I think he was like 30 or something like that. He had problems with his heart, I think, based upon cocaine use. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Now, that to me is not a strong enough way to intervene when somebody is addicted to a toxic and dangerous substance. So people who are addicted to propaganda, I want you to look in the mirror. I need you to look in the mirror, and you need you to look in the mirror and say, well, what am I doing to free people around me from propaganda? Because propaganda is a substance that will destroy them and you and your freedoms and your future and, you know, whatever, right? If, if the propaganda really takes root and, and spreads. So what are you doing to free people from propaganda? If you see them watching a particular platform or show or channel or host that you find particularly egregious, do you make a note and say, oh, they said this, they said this, they said this. Now let me take you over to the computer. I'm going to show you the truth and I'm going to stage an intervention so you stop believing things that are going to destroy your life, my life, and countless other people's lives if you continue to believe and spread this toxic nonsense, right? What do you, what do, you do? Are you actually, actually standing up? Because you know, you know what? You know what the world is really, really missing? The world is really, and this is going to sound so cliched, but I'm, I'm going to stand behind this 150%. The world is really missing love. Do you love, 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 love the people in your life enough to wrestle them free from the brain-sucking, up-the-nose, foggy, vampire tentacles of propaganda? Do you love them enough to pull them away from their drug of choice, which is going to destroy them and you. Do you love them enough to free them from the mind prison of propaganda? Look, if people in a CNN van came and kidnapped your brother-in-law, your brother, your sister, your friend, whoever, right? I, I think you'd do something, wouldn't you? Call the police, chase them down, try and free them. And what if, what if you found them in a cage, in a field. And the cage wasn't even locked. The door's just swinging back and forth in the wind. Would you not say, hey, come on, let's, let's get out of here. And the most common phrase in movies is, uh, let's get out of here, right? Do you love people enough in your life to stand between them and the mind beasts and mind predators that are trying to eat them alive? Do you care about your children enough to make sure that they're not exposed to either toxic propaganda or people who believe wholeheartedly in toxic propaganda? Do you love people enough? Because it's what's missing in the world. It's the love of people enough to wrestle them free of the demons that hold them fast. Do you understand? Do you love the people in your life enough to wrestle them free from the demons that hold them fast? 
do you stand between their minds, their sovereign consciousness, and the predators who would replace it with power-serving propaganda? Do you love enough? When you are filled with that spirit of love to the point where you will stand between the beast and its prey, the prey being the people that you love, when you love enough to do that, I'm telling you, man, there's nothing more powerful in this world than that kind of love. That kind of passion. Can love overcome hate? The propaganda is driven on hate and divisiveness. Do you love people enough to free them from the brain venom of hatred? Do you love them enough to save their souls? Jesus got nailed to a cross. Can you have a half dozen difficult conversations? Can you bring the facts to people enmeshed in propaganda and say to them, no, that's not true. No, it's not true. No, here's the facts. The impeachment was based on a lie. Russia collusion conspiracy theory is based on a lie. The fine people hoax is based on a lie. They're all lies. And you're addicted to these lies. And they're sucking you into an upside-down world where lies become truth, hate becomes love, love becomes hate. You're becoming addicted to these lies. And the people supplying you with these drugs, with these lies, are the dealers in control of your future. Do you have what it takes to stand between the lies and the people you love or claim to love? Will you help them? Will you save them? Or is that a little scary, a little bothersome, a little annoying? Of course they won't thank you in the moment. You ever watch a show about interventions? The people who are getting the interventions are like, oh no, I know what this is for, and they try to leave, and they have to talk them back, and they don't want to stay, and they're mad, and they're upset, and they're angry. And sometimes it can be months or years before they'll say, oh my God, thank you so much. I really, really didn't get just how bad it was, how much I was enmeshed in this crazy stuff. I, oh my God, I feel so much better. I, I now have a chance for happiness. I now have a chance for a future again. Thank you, and I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry that I was so difficult about it, but you really, really stood up for me there. You really stood by me. You you were a, a total hero in this. You were an annoyingly magnificent bastard in this. Are you willing to go down into hell to rescue the people and end their sentence and their slavery? Are you willing to have those difficult conversations, bring the facts to bear on the people you claim to love? Now, if you say, yes, I am willing to do that, then you have to understand that it's a deficiency of love that has kept you from doing that already. It's a deficiency of love that has kept you from doing that already. And I'm trying to give you something to do here, something powerful, something useful, something good, something empowering. Because no one is coming to free you. 
They understand, right? And people are like, oh, well, I vote for Trump, or he's going to come and free me, or people say, I vote for Biden, he's going to come and free me, or whatever, right? And Kamala Harris, with her ridiculously plagiarized, in my opinion, MLK Jr., freedom, you just want me freedom. <sighs> Worst Wallace ever, but... No one is coming. And, and this is why people get so mad when political stuff doesn't work. Because they put all of their hopes on the political process working. Trump's going to do this, or Bush is going to do that, or Obama's going to do the other, and now we've got people saying, oh, Biden and, and Hillary are going to, uh, Biden and, and Kamala are going to solve, blah, 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 right? And, and what happens is you end up putting all of your eggs in the basket of politics. And what happens then? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I know it sounds like I'm yelling at you. I'm not. <laughs> I'm passionate because I love you guys. And I want you to have the greatest chance for happiness, liberty, and freedom. And the greatest effect on this world. Power, political power exists only to the degree that we're willing to let those we love fester in a sulfuric hell of falsehoods, lies, manipulations. We leave them lying there, the power grows. We rescue them, the power shrinks. Now that's on you. Because people are like, well, if we vote in Trump, he's going to solve the problems. Spoiler, he doesn't solve the problems. He doesn't solve the problems. And then people are like, oh man, I just spent I just spent half a decade on Trump. Oh my God. I just spent half a decade on Trump. And if that didn't work, that's half a decade I'm behind. I just blew half a decade on Trump. When you can see lots of people, Ann Coulter's got a raging column about Trump. We didn't vote for Jared and Ivanka. How naive can you be, right? So I don't want you to waste all of this time. If you can stand between the people you love and the lies that are consuming them, then you liberate them, you liberate yourself, and you do, in fact, end up liberating the world. Now, you can pin your hopes on some... New politician in 2022 or 2024 when the demographics will have shifted, tens of millions of people will become legalized who are illegal, and come on. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. You need to do stuff now in your life that you can control, that you can act on, that will give you a clear conscience no matter what happens. Greatest chance of success and a clear conscience. Because let's say... You act out of massive love and devotion. And it is the depth of love that I'm encouraging you to plumb because you'll need that strength, right? A tree without roots gets blown over in any inconsequential wind. But you dig deep into the love and you act out of genuine love for the people around you, not being a know-it-all, not being superior, not being right and they're wrong. Listen, don't get me wrong. I've done it too. We've all done it. Well, I shouldn't speak for you. I know I've done it. But I'm trying to really sort of recenter and reground myself in love. In love. Because it's not going to be solved by some politician in 2022 or 2024 or 2026. You get it, right? 
how is the problem of power going to be solved? Power relies on lies. Power and lies are two sides of the same coin. And I'm. this is a speech I've made before. It's a speech I will make again, but I just want you guys to really get it. How much love you need to rescue those around you now. No matter how much love you have, there are a lot of people who are going to tell you you're a crazy conspiracy theorist and please kindly F off, right? Then you're free. That's what people who stage an intervention do. They say, hey, you've got to give up this dangerous drug or you can't be in my life. It's too much chaos. It's too much craziness. I can't watch you kill yourself. You understand, physical drugs destroy our body, but the mental addiction to falsehoods destroys our mind, our soul, our conscience, our future, your future. I'm not asking you to sacrifice anything other than illusion. Because you see, it's not their lies who are the problem. It's not their lies that are the problem, or not the lies they believe the fundamental problem. You need to love yourself enough to take your value seriously, to really mean what you say, and say what you mean. If you believe that suckling on the black tit of divisive and corrosive propaganda, if you believe that it's incredibly destructive for you, for the victim, so to speak, the willing victim, I suppose, for your future, for your freedoms, for your rights, for your society, for your civilization. If you genuinely believe, and I think it's true, I really think it's true. Not an argument, I'm just telling you what I think. Then you must act on it. What's the point of having convictions? If you don't act upon them, all you do is discredit those convictions. Especially if you loudly and obviously sometimes pompously declare your commitment to those convictions. You're like some obese person who really, really claims to be following the ABC diet when they're not. All you're doing is discrediting the ABC diet. You couldn't be harming that diet anymore if you tried. And if you hold particular values, commitment to truth, empiricism, reason, evidence, facts, debates, and then you have lots of people in your life who spit on those beliefs, you're just discrediting the truth in the eyes of everyone, including yourself. And we've all got to stare into the Stygian depths of our own hypocrisy. And listen, I'm, I'm as subject to it as anyone, and I'm not preaching from some high castle of Scottish icing Michelin man perfectionism here. But I'm telling you, if you love the truth and you love the people around you, how about you introduce the two? Huh? The people around you and the truth. And you fight against the lies they believe in. And they'll fight you back. And they'll call you names. Because, you know, they're going to shit test the truth. Of course, right? Because if you're saying, well, leave the comfortable, social, interconnected crap. The underground sewage system that joins human beings called mutual agreement to self-destructive falsehoods. If you're going to say, oh, leave all that behind and join me out here in the desert of the truth. The desert of the real. It's great. (laughs) Well, they're not going to want it. They're going to want to stay like addicts. They're going to want to stay in what's comfortable for them, right? Am I bugging you yet? I probably am. 
bugging you, but I love you guys enough to bug you, and you should love people around you enough to bug them, right? Fight for them. Fight to free them. Fight for the truth. But you have to confront your own hypocrisy, just as I do. Your own addiction to lies, just as I do. Well, I don't really want to harm a relationship by bringing a requirement for the truth into that relationship. Well, guess what? Then you don't have a relationship. You don't have a commitment to the truth. And their lies are winning over your facts. And you're not committed. You do you know what it means to be committed? It's not to fight for an idea physically, not to use violence or break the law. That is not being committed to an idea. Being committed to an idea means standing magnificently for that idea in the eyes, hearts, minds, and souls of the people you know. The people you know. And then, when you have lived that idea, you gain a credibility that cannot be faked. And if you're still dancing around letting people be consumed by the Pac-Man of propaganda, you don't believe what you believe. You don't believe what you believe. Not really. It's a, it's a pose. You value the truth. You value honesty. You value empiricism. You value evidence. Facts. For God's sakes. Get off your ass and go promote those in a very real way to those around you. And accept nothing less from people around you than a steadfast, deep, and honest commitment to the truth. The imperfect, halting, lightning-struck, glorious, terrifying, predator-strewn pursuit of truth that all great souls are consumed by. You don't have a relationship with anyone where the truth is not the sun you orbit. We can only meet in reality. Connection only occurs in reality. Intimacy only occurs in facts. Love only occurs in truth. If you, ne- if you never know truth, then you never know love. As that old Black Eyed Peace song goes. You have no connection with anyone if you are colluding in their delusions. It's not a relationship. It's enabling. It's saying, well, I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared of disapproval. I'm scared of not being invited to the next dinner. So I'll just smile and nod and go along with people and maybe throw a little bit in here and there. But at the moment I get any pushback, I'll just shut up because I don't want to give It's not a relationship. You think they're out In a cage in the field? No, that's you. Free speech, free speech, free speech. I can't believe Twitter is shutting down. Right? If you don't have free speech in your own personal relationships, I don't give a shit what you're doing on Twitter. If you can't be honest and speak the facts in your own personal relationships, what do you care? What you can type on Facebook. (laughs) You don't live on Facebook. You live with the people around you, the people you claim to love. Speak the truth to them. Facebook can go fuck itself, (laughs) frankly. All right, let me take a couple more questions. I hope that helps. Just love, man, love. Love's the key. (sighs) Sorry, I've got a bit of a way way to scroll back. 
bit of a ways to scroll back. Why did you change your tune about Trump? What did I change? Tell, tell me what I changed. Tell, I'm happy to hear what I changed. Trump was a fantastic bowling ball to roll at the pins of the establishment. Couldn't lose. If Trump was able to achieve something, which was unlikely, great, he's achieved something. If Trump is unable to achieve something, even though he's a famous, charismatic, powerful, decent-looking, great speaker, multi-billionaire, then um, people can stop having illusions about political solutions. I don't see how there was a loss in that. Q boomers are literally low IQ imbeciles. Yeah, I don't believe in Q. I don't believe in Q. The GOP was lazy and let the Democrats get away with mail-in voting schemes. Texas GOP was smart enough to outlaw those practices there. So it's tough, you know. It, I, I have a lot of sympathy. I know a lot of people are hating on the GOP, and I'm certainly no Republican, but... I have, I have a lot of sympathy, right? So if you have a swimmer who's swimming with the current and a swimmer who's swimming against the current, it's easy to look at the swimmer swimming against the current and saying, man, that guy's lazy. He should have trained more. Yeah, but he's swimming against a massive current. And the massive current, of course, being the media, the toxicity of the propaganda. And like you understand the media only has power because your friends and family watch it, listen to it and repeat it. Right? That's the only reason the media has any power whatsoever is... Your friends and family, if if that's what they talk about, right? So, Stefan is on fire at the moment. Not lazy at all. The entire purpose of the GOP is to waste our time. Living up to your values makes life much more challenging and rewarding. Yes, yes, it does. Kamala deemed truth hate speech. You're only as free as they allow you. Yeah, see. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. Jeez. Bugs the shit out of me when I give a great speech and people act as if I didn't say anything. Because you're, you're just you're, you're just focusing on your own thoughts and your Kamala Harris hate speech. Come on. Come on. You don't have to agree with me, but don't pretend I didn't speak, for God's sakes. Yeah, there's hate speech. Laws in many places. Can you tell the truth to the people you claim to love? Oh, but Kamala Harris says... Can you tell the truth to the people you love? Can you free them from illusions and delusions? If you can't or won't, I don't give a shit what you say about Kamala Harris and freeze. I don't care. Because what you're doing is you're picking some outside thing you have no control over. And you're saying, that's where I'm going to put all of my moral energies. It's a thing I can't possibly control. Now, the area I can control, well, I'm not going to apply any of my moral energies to something I could actually affect. But things I can't possibly change. Yes, that's where my real outrage is going to go. Come on, it's a pose. It's... It's virtue signaling in a... I sympathize, I really do, but you understand from the outside in it looks... It, it, it's virtue signaling in an entirely contemptuous way, contemptible way. 
Well, I'm going to choose to be good in something that I can't possibly change. I can't possibly affect. And I'm going to fulminate about things I can't possibly change. Oh, here's something you could change about. Things you could really change these things and have your value. No! <laughs> I won't possibly, possibly apply my moral energies to things I can actually change. Instead, I'm going to fulminate about things I can't possibly change. Okay, then shut up about virtue. Shut up about ethics. Shut up about the truth. All you're doing is you're inserting Kamala Harris into the conversation so you can avoid having difficult conversations with those in your life. That's all you're doing. And they're, they're relying on that, right? Because most people, <laughs> here's a spoiler, right? It's not a spoiler if you've been around trying to change people. Most people won't change until they hit rock bottom. And the whole point of an intervention is you say, I am no longer going to support your addiction. I'm not going to buy you booze. I'm not going to buy you drugs. I'm not going to bail you out. I'm not going to lend you money. I'm not going to lend you a car. I'm not going to put a roof over your head. You got to stop. You got to stop. I will do nothing to enable your self-destructive behavior anymore. That's love. You say tough love. No, it's just love. So if you go over and break bread and have fun with and play charades with people addicted to toxic and destructive propaganda, you're enabling them. You're bringing alcohol to a drunk. You're bringing cocaine to an addict. And you're bailing out someone who's a drunk driver. I'm paying for all their legal costs. It's called enabling. It's... It's like somebody living with a drug addict, really angry that Hunter S. Thompson used drugs. Man, it really pisses me off that Hunter S. Thompson used drugs. It makes me so angry, so mad. I wish he didn't use drugs. I can't believe everyone enabled him. I can't believe that people didn't stand up for him and for the best within him. And they just let him wreck his life through drugs. It makes me so angry that Hunter S. Thompson used drugs. Right. Dude, you're living with a drug addict. You want to deal with that? No, 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 no. It's about... It's about Hunter S. Thompson, man. Hunter S. Thompson's the issue. That's the big issue of my life is Hunter S. Thompson and his use of drugs. You know he's dead, right? No, no, still. Still, there's a lesson to be learned there. You, you're living with a... You, you're literally living with a drug addict and you're obsessed with Hunter S. Thompson. Or Johnny Depp. Or whoever. All the people who were like, oh, you know, I think Marilyn Monroe was killed and Princess Diana was killed and... JFK was assassinated and, and blah, 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 right? It's all inside you. It's like 911. Like, you, you know that you have people who genuinely believe toxic and destructive propaganda in your life. No, but the big issue was who kills JFK? <laughs> I know I'm annoying people. I really, I'm sorry for that. I really am. I'm not trying to annoy you. But you understand how ludicrous it is, right? It's like some guy who weighs 300 pounds who is really upset that the 1930s comedian Fatty Arbuckle was overweight. I was like, Fatty Arbuckle should really have changed his diet. I can't believe he was that overweight, man. He should have exercised. He should have done this, that, and the other. That's a whole bunch of stuff he shouldn't have done. But I mean, as far as weight, and it's like, dude, you're 300 pounds. What are you obsessing about Fatty Arbuckle's weight for? You know... You could change your diet and exercise. No, it's Fatty Arbuckle. That's the, right, you understand. So people bring in all this political stuff in 
I get it. I get it. But you're thinking big so that you don't change anything. The real change to an existing structure and an existing society comes horizontally from the bottom of the pyramid up. Does everybody want to take a shortcut? Oh, if I, if I can change, I'm going to march on the Capitol and break laws and that's going to change. No, 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 negative, negatory, blocked, invalidated. No, thank you. You want to start changing the world. You live your values resolutely with the people around you. I call it the against me argument. People who support the state want you thrown in jail for disagreeing with their political opinions. Do you support the use of violence against me if I disagree with you about the welfare state? If I disagree with you about government education, if I disagree with you about government health care, do you support me being thrown in jail for disagreeing with you? Boom. Bring the reality. Bring the reality of the situation to people. No, but Kamala Harris. <laughs> I'm sorry. They get you distracted to politics so that you don't affect your values in your real, actual life where you have authority control. And they just get you distracted into massive political change. So that you don't bring your values to life in your life. It's the only place they can really live. Being truthful costs you many friends, but telling the truth is love, right? Being truthful costs you no friends whatsoever. Being truthful costs you no friends whatsoever. It's like saying that asking the girl out who doesn't want to go out with you denies you a wife. It's like, no, she doesn't want to go out with you. You haven't denied yourself a wife. You've simply confirmed that she doesn't want to go out with you and you should look elsewhere for your wife to be. Being truthful costs you no friends. Because who the hell wants to be around someone who won't let you tell the truth? Who won't be curious? Who won't think? Who won't reason with you? Who won't help you if you're wrong about something? Who, like, it's not, a, it's not a friendship. It's not a relationship. It's just enslavement. It's just self-censorship. You might as well stick a giant plumber's plunger into your mouth and walk around looking like some weird narwhal. Because you can't say anything about, oh, but I can still type things on Twitter. Come on. I don't think truth is love unless applied to self. Well, truth is necessary but not sufficient for love. I mean, you also need to share values, right? The truth could be, I'm a communist, right? So, Facts don't care about your feelings, but people do care about their feelings. Yeah, absolutely. The addict really wants his drug. So what? The pedophile really wants to molest children. So what? The child abuser really wants to scream at, yell at, and abuse his child. Of course, people care about their feelings. And that's why we have philosophy. We have philosophy for the same reason we have something called nutrition. Because a lot of the shit that you want to eat is bad for you. If it's any consolation, a lot of the shit I want to eat is bad for me. You know, these little Lind chocolates, these little balls. I got some as a present for Christmas. I have to like, I'll have one every day or two. They're so good. And I have to sit to myself, don't have another one. Don't have another one. You can't eat everything that looks like you. <laughs> right? So, but you, 
So you, you care about people's feelings for sure, but you care about their long-term feelings, not their short-term immediate feelings. Otherwise, you're like the parents who is like the kid's having a tantrum because he doesn't have a candy bar, so you give him a candy bar. Oh, his feelings are important. No, but you've got to think about the long-term stuff, right? Some older relatives can't handle the truth. They're too senile. I can't change them. That is a false statement. No, that's a false statement. And and the question is, of course, I'm not talking about having complex sociopolitical arguments with people who are senile. <laughs> Come on. You know. You know for a simple fact that in no way, shape, or form am I saying, well, find somebody with advanced Alzheimer's and try and explain Austrian economics to them. So why? And so you can't, can't handle the truth. They're too senile. So somebody who's senile, it's not that they can't handle the truth. It's not that they can't handle the truth. They're simply missing brain function. They're short on brain function. Something that they can't handle the truth must mean that they have some capacity to handle the truth. And if you're senile, you don't have the capacity to handle complex arguments or debates. So you're posting something. Some older relatives can't handle the truth. You didn't like that. And then you wrote, they're too senile. I can't change them. So, of course, I'm not talking about trying to change people you can't change because their brains have been <laughs> damaged. Right? But the fact that you need to type that means that you don't believe it at all. Science is a philosophy based on certain procedure. Let them die in peace. Some can't change. Uh, okay. Okay. So let's say that you have such contempt for someone else that you say they're complete. Again, I'm not talking about the people who are seeing our massive sympathies to people who've got brain damages. It's a terrible thing, right? So what you're saying is, there are people in my life who are robots. They're not kind of like, ro- like they're actually they're machines. They have no free will. They can't think for themselves. All they are is stimulus response, like an amoeba. Uh, like a dog that drools when you ring the bell because you ring the bell and feed the dog in the past, right? Some Pavlovian experiment. They have no free will. They have no choice. They're not there. Well, then they're not choosing you. If they have no free will and they can't change their mind, they're not choosing you. They have no preference for you. They have no value in you. They don't experience any positive things from you that draw them to you because they're just machines. It's like saying, well, it's great that we've got all these people out here on this show, but, you know, my biggest fan is my camera. <laughs> camera doesn't know what I'm saying, doesn't care what I'm saying. Why? Because it's a machine. So if you have people in your life who are robots, who are machines, who have no free will, no choice, no capacity to think you can't have a relationship with them either any more than you can have a relationship with your vacuum cleaner. Please don't ever try and have a relationship with your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Even if it has a suck-blow function. All right. Can someone summarize what he is rambling about? (laughs) Are you really trying to get me to make a speech on pathetic insult to a Girl Scout passive aggression? Can someone please summarize what he's rambling about? (laughs) Please, Please get lost. Because what you're doing is you're coming into a really, really important and essential conversation and you're running your own pitiful little tiny dick agenda. Sorry, man. I just got to be frank with you because I want to be honest, right? I want to be honest. 
is you're coming into a complex and challenging conversation about how to save the world from the increasing powers that be, and you're asking other people to stop listening to me so they can service your needs, and then you say that I'm rambling. Of course, if you genuinely believe that I'm rambling, why on earth would you be interested in someone summarizing it? And what you're doing is, I pushed some kind of button in you that's made you angry, and because you were probably raised by a single mom and don't know how to debate like an adult male, or an adult female for that matter, you're doing some passive-aggressive bullshit. And uh, it's really sad, and that's how you're going to spend your life. And I hope that you'll change. I really do. It's very sad. <sighs> but Stefan, how to inject the truth pill in work relations? Or is this a no-go zone? Yeah, well, I, did I talk about co-workers at all? you got to listen, right? you got to listen. you got to listen. I didn't say do it at work. I said you're the people you love. People in your fa- friends, family, right? That's all I said. Fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You don't fix communism with love. Otherwise, you're just being tribal? I think that's a question for someone else. So if you love people enough to no longer associate with them if they support the use of violence against you and violations of your persons and property, then it actually does. Don't insult people with tiny dicks. That's a fair point. Thank you. I appreciate that. My apologies. Steph, not trying to be obtuse, but aren't you friends with non-voluntarists too, though? Mike Cernovich is an ANCAP, but he's pretty awesome. I wouldn't say that I'm friends with Mike Cernovich. No, I wouldn't say that I'm friends with Mike Cernovich. Uh, Steph, how would you recommend actually starting a conversation about this with loved ones? Um, so... If you have the right motivation, the words will come. I can make speeches that I think are good and and have some impact because the purity of my motive is the accelerant to my language. Because I'm not focused on you thinking well of me. I'm not focused on you liking me. I'm not focused on you thinking, ooh, that's a good speech, or oh, he's rambling, right? I'm, I'm simply focused on being the conduit through which you will get some motivation to pursue and disseminate the truth. That's my concern. My concern is to act as a direct eyeball-to-eyeball channel through which the truth passes through me and to you. You don't care about all of the wires it takes to get your electricity to your house. You care that when you plug your light in, it turns on, right? You charge your phone or your tablet, it charges. That's what you care about. You don't care about all the conduits. You just want the electricity there when you need it. So... You don't care about the plumbing. You just want the toilet to flush when you flush it, right? Or double flush it because I'm a guy, right? So if you have a purity of motive enough, look, I know I've had more watchers here than, than we normally have because there's so much of what happened today, right? So, But I'm willing to drive them away <laughs> to talk about important and difficult things. The purity of my motive is what matters. Now, if you're doing this because I've, I haven't told you to do it, I'm making a case for it, right? But if you're doing it because... You think I've shamed you into doing it, you'll fail. If you're doing it because you're kind of eye-rolling and say, oh, I guess I'll give it a try, then you you will fail. If you're doing it because this way you'll fight Kamala Harris, then you'll fail. If you do it out of a genuine love, care, and concern for the person you're talking to, I wish to help you out of a toxic error that is costing you happiness and love, 
and connection and truth and self-respect and honor. See, here's the basic fact. You know it deep down. I know it deep down. Everybody knows the truth already. Everybody knows the truth already. So you're not telling people anything they don't know. When I tell you to live your values in your personal relationships, you know that I... I'm not saying anything you don't know already. You know that. You know that. You know that your big issue is not Kamala Harris, but the people who won't let you tell the truth in your own life. The people who hold you in contempt for pursuing facts. The people who view you as some weird other-dimensional predator because you think for yourself. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And you're not telling them, and you're not telling them anything they don't know. The reason people keep returning to the mainstream media is because the addict always needs a new fix and because reality is constantly undoing the propaganda. Reality is constantly undoing the propaganda. So they have to keep going back for their fix. Because propaganda erodes continually in the face of reality. So they have to keep going back because the truth keeps growing within them and they have to go back. It's like the self-medication of people who are addicted to drugs, right? The, the anxiety that they use the drugs to cover up, right? So a lot of people are alcoholics because they're socially anxious, right? They, they, they don't know what to say around people. They feel anxious around people. They, they have social anxiety disorder or whatever. And, and so they, they drink because alcohol is a depressant and it, it calms their anxiety. People do the same thing with marijuana. You know, it makes you mellow. It's like, no, it probably just makes you feel normal. It's just that without the marijuana, you're so anxious, right? So people experience growing negative stimuli. That's what addiction is. You experience growing negative stimuli and then you will have the cigarette, you will have the drink, you will have the drug, you will have the sexual encounter, you will go gambling, whatever it is. And you do that in order to drown out the anxiety or the negative stimuli that you're experiencing. Usually it's anxiety. It could be depression as well, right? So you've got a negative stimuli that keeps mounting until you perform a particular action, a repetitive action. And that makes the anxiety go away. But then the anxiety begins to return. And this is why you get stuck in this hamster wheel of, of addiction, right? And it gets worse and worse. And then the anxiety keeps rising higher and higher. You've got to take more drugs. And eventually you either kick the addiction or you die in, in a lot of cases, right? It's, the same, it's exactly the same thing. It's, it's people return to these lies. They found their sense of virtue, their sense of being a good person is founded on these lies. Yes, Trump is a Nazi and he likes white supremacists and so I'm a good person for opposing him, right? Then you get out into the real world and you actually interact with people and you meet some Trump supporters and you maybe catch a couple of scraps of, oh my gosh, he did get the vaccine done in time, whatever you think of that. You know, he made the promise or whatever, right? Oh, he did build 450 miles of border wall, although I think, again, Ann Coulter disagrees with that. But, oh, wow, he's supposed to be this big racist, but uh, more blacks and Hispanics voted for him, unfortunately, the expense of whites in 2020. So more black employment, more Hispanic-owned businesses, uh, and, uh, you know. So what happens is uh, the people get these lies, and they found their sense of personal virtue and being a good person, which is how we're all enslaved, or being a good person. I care about the poor, so I want the welfare state. Well, what happens when the government runs out of money and people have now had three generations of not working? How's that going to go for them? Well, I, 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 I care about the, the, the sick, so you've got to have government health care. Okay, 
Well, what if uh, governments don't protect their citizens from a massive virus racing around the world and then don't prepare when they've got all summer to do so? They don't, they don't prepare all summer for the inevitable coronavirus hits in the winter, is really, really bad in the fall. you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas, it's a one-two punch. Then you got New Year's. Uh, well, uh, then what if they can't get access to health care because the government isn't prepared? And what happens when the government runs out of money to pay its health care workers because it's going to do that eventually? What happens to the sick people? Then? So they get you to, to, to believe that you're a good person because you believe in parrot lies. But the moral pomposity and self-congratulation of wanting to feel good rather than do good. Doing good is a, a tough thing that gets you into a lot of trouble a lot of times. Ask Socrates, ask Jesus, ask Aristotle, ask Plato. You name it, right? All persecuted. So many people persecuted for telling the truth, right? So actually doing good, which is deeply involved in telling the truth, actually doing good, well, it's pretty dangerous business. It's just about the most extreme of extreme sports that there is. And so because people want to shy away from danger, but they want the feeling of doing good. Because, you know, when you do good, it's a great feeling. And what keeps me going? I love you guys. And I get these emails and this feedback about how the show, oh, I stopped hitting my kids. I married the girl of my dreams. I, I've achieved my business goals. Uh, like philosophy has really helped me. And it's like, oh, man, that's a stepping stone that keeps me going over the aesthetic catastrophes of deplatforming and and financial deplatforming and and you name it, right? Endless lies about me. So being good gives you a great feeling. It gives me a great feeling. I was in a store the other day and there was a, uh, before Christmas, there's a sort of big giving tree. Oh, all of these kids need gifts. And it's like, okay, I'll just, I'll just buy them all gifts because <laughs> I know what it's like growing up poor without Christmas presents. I'll buy them all gifts. The women were crying. It's like, I don't, and I don't want my name on the wall, and I'm like just telling you this because it's sort of part of this conversation, right? I don't really talk about this stuff much. But it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to know that I helped countless people get out of poverty through my show, through talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and, and other things, right? It, it's a wonderful feeling that hundreds of thousands of children are not getting hit anymore because of what I've done in this show. All the people who've tried to vote the government to be nicer, whereas I've actually literally reduced the amount of violence in this world by millions of instances every year, because children don't get hit because of my peaceful parenting, advocacy. I think of the tens of thousands of children, hundreds of thousands by now, didn't get circumcised because of us, right, your support and what that I do, and freedomain.com forward slash donate and all of that, right? You get that. Helpful and kind of important. So people want to feel good. And the best way to feel good is to do good. But doing good is dangerous. So you're going to feel bad sometimes when you try to do good. You'll get there eventually. But it's not like sex. Sex feels good all the way through. And then you have a great orgasm. And it's like, yay. But that's not virtue. Is <laughs> Virtue is not sex. Because virtue is, uh, it's a real roller coaster, right? And then eventually, when you do good, you get a great deal of satisfaction out of things, right? If I had any kind of role in, in helping Trump get into power, I don't know, hard to say, but, you know, one-tenth, one-tenth, one-percent or whatever, okay. So he didn't start any new wars. One little philosophy show might have, in its own tiny way, contributed to saving hundreds of thousands of lives around the world or more. 
because Hillary would have started at least three wars that I could count. No question. No question. So if they can get you to experience the feeling of being good without going through the risky process of actually being good, well, that's good. See, if you're actually doing good, you're harming the interests of bad people. Obviously, right? I mean, if you if you create a successful cure for an illness, the illness is not very pleased with you, if it could think, right? So, if you're actually doing good, you run into harming the interests of bad people and bad things happen to you, right? Oh, they'll try and make bad things happen to you for sure, right? But... If you can get people to feel good without the danger of incurring the wrath of bad people, then you feed them all these lies. But what happens is people walk around thinking, well, I denounced X, Y, and Z today, so I'm a good person. But they know that they're lying. It's like somebody who, who well, this, this dress is slimming. <laughs> Did you lose weight? No, no, but the dress is slimming. Well, does that affect your cardiovascular health? Does that mean that your knees aren't going to get hurt as much because you're putting 100 extra pounds on those joints designed for gazelle and you're galumphing around like an elephant? No. But the dress is slimming. So they know deep down that it's not changed their weight. They just look a little slimmer, usually in their mind's eye, right? Like like the fat guys, they always fold their hands over their bellies like it's a magic shield and you can't see the belly, right? So if they can get you to get the endorphins of feeling like you're doing good without the risk of actually doing good and harming the interests of bad people who will attack you for it, then you'll go out on Twitter and you'll attack people you're told to attack and you'll hate the people you're supposed to hate and you denounce the people you're supposed to denounce and you feel, I'm a good person. But then, of course, there's that little part of you, maybe that part of you that knows about, I don't know, the rise of communism or national socialism or whatever. It's like, I don't really think I'm actually a good guy. By just hating on the people I'm told to hate, I don't really think that that's made me a good person. In fact, historically speaking, that makes you a very, very bad fucking person. So they begin to lose that endorphin. They begin to lose that high. And they're like, "Oh man, I got to go back to the TV. I got to go back to the podcast. I got to go. I got to go back on YouTube. And I got to go to. Who's going to get to this? I got to go get get another fix. I'm a good person, even though I don't want to take any risks, right?" It's the stunning and brave. They're all stunning and brave, right? I denounce the patriarchy. Stunning and brave, right? So what happens then is you come along and you say, you know what? You're not a good person. In the same way that somebody who is addicted to cocaine isn't achieving happiness through virtue. They're just achieving happy happiness through biochemical manipulation that's going to end up with them and those around them being very unhappy in the long run, right? So, yeah, be prepared. Doing good. Doing good is dirty work, man. Doing good is risky business. Doing good is uh, wearing a big red cape and jumping into a bullring. Steph should get into ASMR. Steph and you ASMR role play as your conscience. <laughs> I don't know what that means exactly. If you create a cure for an illness, pharma feels even worse than the illness. That's really funny. Antifa is an idea, Joe Biden. (laughs) 
Yeah, I wonder if, would he say the same for white supremacy? It's just an idea. Sex feels good all the way through. Sex is terrifying, especially climbing out of the window afterwards. <laughs> well, that's uh, after sex. Steph, you are a true saint. Ideas are linked to human faces. You can't get around that. Ideas are linked to human faces. Don't know what that means. Steph convinced me never to hit my kids, and I've convinced many others by extension. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Or sister, I really, really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Cryptocurrency just hit a $1 trillion market cap today. Stefan, thank you for all your wisdom on Bitcoin and economics over the years. You are welcome. Let's see. BTC, CAD, what do we have here? What is it in its rollercoastery way these days? Oh, down a smidge. It happens. No, no, it's not. Look at that. Canadian per Bitcoin, $46,926. No, $912. So almost 47000 Wow, what was its high today? 47300 Wowzy. Wowzy. Ah, four, six, nine, one, two. That is quite a bit. That is quite a market cap there. That's another thing too, right? Is that uh, there is no question that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to drive up the value of Bitcoin <laughs> enormously. So, you know, uh, it's hard to say. Good, bad, good, bad. It's really, really tough. What can I, what can I control myself within my power? Smoke weed every day. So I would say bombinthebrain.com, you've got to figure out what childhood trauma you're covering up by smoking weed. So that would be my suggestion. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, Steph, this content is great. I don't really get all the hot-button issues who spam requests for topical content, you're doing amazing. Well, thank you, but it's not their fault. I mean, I did politics for many years, and uh, so it's not uh, it's not surprising. Oh, ASMR is when you whisper. Oh, so I did a little bit there, right? I hope I don't get too many plosives on the, uh, on the mic. What I like about, so Wise says, what I like about Steph is that he's not an idiot. Well, appreciate that. It's good to have that high bar. He's not right about everything, but he is right about a lot, in my humble opinion, and it's nice. Thank you for never lying to us, Steph. Appreciate that. Thank you. Has anyone bought a house with Bitcoin? Well, of course they have. <laughs> People wouldn't be bidding close to, well, $47,000 for something they couldn't use in the real world, right? Sorry, there's another place where I'm getting uh, questions and I want to make sure I drop by that and then we'll close off. Yeah. Donald Trump was suspended for 12 hours. Wow. Wow. That's wild. Is it true? Is it true? Oh, there's a re-eye re Donald Trump. 
Okay, so the real account is not suspended. Okay, I'm I'm never going to figure this out uh, um, live. <laughs> I hope that uh, Trump just declassifies everything. That would be great. Oh, do you live stream captions still reads Merry Christmas? Oops, whoopsie. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I'll uh, fix that. I always forget something. Because I, I, I do it once a week, I keep forgetting a couple of things I need to change. The real account apparently can't post for 12 hours. Can you show tutorials on how to get started with crypto? I don't really understand how much fees should be, how to use or store them. Oh, that's a very interesting idea. What do you think the powers that be will do to Bitcoin? Well, um, they, I mean, obviously, we'll try and control it, and, and they, will, they will try to link it to people so that you can be deplatformed off crypto and, and all of that. But here's the thing, you know, I mean, there was, I think there was a politician in South Korea who tried to control crypto who wound up dead because there's quite a lot of people uh, who are quite invested in crypto, and they don't have a lot of middle-class scruples, let's put it that way, so... There's a link to the official tweet. Yeah, is that right? I'm oh, sorry. I'm just going to check something here. Look at this being live. Oh, uh, sorry, wrong place here. Uh, uh, sorry, I'll be I'll be back. I'll be back in just a flash. I just wanted to check something here because now I'm kind of curious about it. Well, here's the funny thing, too, is the violence did actually kind of work because they stopped the certification process for a while. Wow. Wild. Okay, well, I won't, uh, I won't get to, uh, in, into all of this. So um, I will, yeah, sorry about that. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, you know, Merry Christmas, too. Uh, considering some people got into crypto very early, could we do some crypto giveaways? Uh Sure, why not? Criminals use cryptocurrency. Yeah, they also use fiat. So here's the thing, okay? So people say criminals use cryptocurrency. Quick question. Quick question, people who say that. Do they use it to start fucking wars? Do, do they? Do, do they use cryptocurrency to actually start wars? Is it possible? Is it possible through cryptocurrency to slide a million dollars worth of debt onto the unborn so that children are born a million dollars in debt. Can you do that through through cryptocurrency? Don't think you can, really. You can't start wars. You can't intergenerationally enslave children through cryptocurrency. Can you use it to buy elections? No, no, not really. Can you use it to create the illusion that you're adding value in an economic transition? transaction because you're the government and the only way you can do it is through borrowing or printing money no tell me this through crypto can you steal from poor people and those on fixed incomes by inflating crypto and taking away their savings no you can't really do that can you no you can't so fuck you fiat suckers crypto is the way criminals breathe yeah that's right uh, 
let's see here. They're back in session now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's back. Yeah, they they um, I think they tried to get the military. The military said no, and then they called out the national guard and all of that. All right, should we just do one last? Can we do a can we do a, a share here? Let's throw out some. Yeah, throw out five hundred lemons. What do you think? Submit. I, I I'm such a rebel. I don't even like clicking clicking on the submit. The best currency is community. Yeah, and human capital too, and human capital. Hitler used toilet paper. Well, Hitler had huge digestive issues and took massive amounts of medication that really messed with his brain. Could crash crypto, though, as it fluctuates. All right. Even if crypto is more expensive now, it's still a way of storing your muns. Yeah. Yeah. Is true. Is true. Oh, somebody linked something again for me. Let me check. Dun, dun, dun. I don't see it. Wait, Twitter safety. Is that right? What do we have? What do we have? The account of real Donald Trump will be locked for 12 hours following the removal of these tweets. If the tweets are not removed, the account will remain locked. Right. Future violations of the Twitter rules, including our civic integrity or violent threats policies, will result in permanent suspension of the real Donald Trump account. And, of course, you've got the usual, you know, some people cheering, some people hating. Um, yeah, so, of course, the big the big standard uh, that people say is, oh, my gosh, you know, this sh- sharing these arguments, these ideas, these perspectives could lead to violence. It could lead to violence, you see. Unlike, say, socialism or communism, which have never led to violence their entire... Oh, wait, no, sorry. There was those 100 million people slaughtered by communism in the 20th century. So if you really are concerned about ideas that lead to violence, uh, you'd want to start with communism. Some religious ideologies might be in there as well. Uh, Socialism as a whole. And I don't know, your general military-industrial warmongering, that can kind of lead to violence. Um... So, yeah, it's all nonsense. And and this is how you know that that Trump... I mean, Trump was just, un, unfortunately, and I don't know if it could have been that much different, but he just... See, to be a politician is tough because you have to want to be liked in order to be likable for most people. You have to want to be liked, and Trump cares about being liked. And because he wants to be liked, he wasn't brutal or tough enough. The same qualities that got him in meant that he couldn't work that hard. He should never have abandoned General Flynn at the beginning and fired him and tossed him out. That was their first scalp, and after that, it's just more and more and more. And this is how you know. Oh, he's a fascist. He's a this or that or the other. It's like, no, no. If if he was really dangerous, if he was really a fascist, if he really was a dangerous, violent guy, I mean, Twitter would be bending over backwards to accommodate the guy. It's how you know he's the least dangerous guy in the room because uh, they won't... Uh, you know, they, they won't suspend the account of some crazy politician in Iran who's threatening to mass attack various countries. They won't do that because those people might actually be dangerous. They won't do it with China. right? They'll do it to Trump. That's how you know. We're in this upside-down world, right? So we know that Trump is not dangerous because they're willing to do this kind of stuff, right? All right. Well, here's the thing. Anyone can make their own blockchain-based Bitcoin. Yeah, but that's like saying anyone can create their own YouTube. It's a matter of uh, the uh, usability and it's a matter of the network effect, right? All 
our parents had talk radio. We have DLive and Anarcho Stefan. <laughs> but Bitcoin uses a lot of energy. Shouldn't we use energy as a currency? How are you going to store that without losing it? Come on. Come on. Bitcoin uses a lot of energy. Hey, you know what uses a lot of energy? War! And debt. You see, debt is consuming in the here and now at the expense of the future. And so, yeah, debt uses a lot of energy. You know what else uses a lot of energy? Divorce. Do you know why? Because then you have families living in two households instead of one. It's a massive extra consumption of energy and car usage and so on. So if we're going to ban crypto because it uses energy, how about we ban divorce? Oh, you're not going to want to do that, are you, right? Steph wrote a question twice. Not sure if you're getting them. That makes two of us. One of the tweets banned was a video of Trump asking for protesters to leave peacefully. Okay, don't do that. Don't do that. Come on. Come on. Oh, my God, guys. Come on. Raise your standards. Tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Trump was not, Trump's treats were not suppressed because he told protesters to leave peacefully. You don't agree with it. Maybe I don't agree with, with, but let's at least be honest. He was not... His account was not suspended because he had tweets telling protesters to leave peacefully, but because he included claims about election fraud that Twitter believes is driving violence against the Capitol, right? Because they were there because of election fraud, they believe that the the market people were there and they invaded the Capitol because Pence said he wasn't going to push back against the state certifying Biden, right? So don't say this stuff. I mean, don't, don't, don't do that garbage. Don't, just, just don't. Tell the whole truth or or shut the hell up, okay? I've gotta be gotta be strict with this, gotta be firm with this stuff. Um not 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 on my not on my channel, please. Don't don't pull that stuff. Jeez, I just just broke my glasses there. Alright. Look at that on the left here. Look at that. Nice little crack. Because I was cleaning them. <laughs> Alright. Let's see here. IQ is a currency and I'm flat broke. What happens if Bitcoin mines cave in? I don't know. People looking for problems are usually just trying to figure out just, you're trying to avoid the the upset of not investing, I assume, right? So, good luck banning Bitcoin wallets. Yeah, can Bitcoin be used if governments own large majorities of them? But a, they don't, and b, yes, of course it can be. All right, all right. So, well, thanks everyone for dropping by tonight. Really, really appreciate it. Nice to see some new faces around stay safe out there and try not to get too worried about the future and prejudge everything that's going to happen it's really tough to know and virtue and truth and excellence do have a way of surmounting things you know there's always a twist at the end of the movie where the hero turns it around and that may well be the case for us as well so uh, thanks everyone so much have yourselves a wonderful wonderful evening thank you so much for dropping by freedomain.com forward slash donate don't forget Two free books, freedomain.com forward slash almost. Get the audiobook. Just start it, man. You'll love it. And uh, you can also go to fdrurl.com forward slash TGOA for The God of Atheists. You can get my uh, free book there as well. That's a different to modern comedy. I hope you'll enjoy it. Thanks so much. Lots of love from up here. Take care, my friends. I really, really appreciate you dropping by tonight. Freedomain.com forward slash donate. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>